Yeah, I uh, like to consider our podcast to be a family repellent. It's a family repellent. It's definitely a priority over other loved ones. So I'm I'm, I'm always happy to uh, evict those who get in the way of it, including my dogs. <laughs> yeah, fuck them, right? Um, I I love the fact that after 18 episodes, you still consider me a loved one. Um, which means that either we're doing everything right or something very, very wrong. Yeah, I'm either that much in the dark uh, or um, in denial, I guess. <laughs> or or I just, I kind of like you, I don't know. I, I think it's called... I'm like, do you stick around? I think it's called St <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Friends apart. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, have you already started recording, by the way? I, I did. I started recording when I when I said that the show takes priority over all other things in my life. That's perfect, because the listeners definitely <laughs> have to know that. And take this, what you just said, and correlate it to the quality of the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... That's... <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. we're never gonna live up uh actually quick note we're actually on this one is uh episode 20 uh technically 19 because we had the one last episode so no oh, oh no 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 wait right. sorry i think i'm wrong so you said 20 or 21 20 20 the la yeah last week was 19 you're totally right i'm lost in the yeah space-time continuum <laughs> this is the s the second decade of uh the friends apart podcast um if we were more if we had the wherewithal and um showmanship to uh you know break this up into seasons this would be season two and you would be being treated to uh, a richer cast uh more more well thought out storylines and topics research um you know all the things that go into a, a well-oiled production oh that that actually that actually reminds <laughs> me wait, wait a second Baby? Oh. Kannst du mir mein Handy kurz bringen? Every das week. Du musst <laughs> auf der Couch liegen, oder? Oh, nee, warte, das ist hier, passt schon, sorry. <laughs> This guy. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> yeah. I'm like I said, a well-oiled <laughs> machine. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So on this note, welcome to the Friends Apart podcast, everyone. Uh, just a side, just a, a, a point point of uh, quality. Uh, can you hear my fans running? I'm actively mining cryptocurrency in the background, <laughs> uh, 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 and I didn't realize it was still on. And no, no, I can't. Can you hear uh, the sound of um, the last remaining birds that survived our heat wave outside? I think I heard one hit the ground. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> "Can you hear the last remaining threads of my respect for you disintegrating?" <laughs> In which case, I was, yeah. We are yeah, not talking about crypto today. No, no, that was incidental. I just wanted to make sure you couldn't hear it. For the quality of the <laughs> podcast, season two, episode one, uh, New Horizons. You could have just said fans in the background. You were actively no. trying to lead to cryptocurrency. Look, uh, mm -hmm. this is how it is. <laughs> it's important to establish a backstory of credibility. If I don't, you're just going to be like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, I would have assumed I you were hot. 
<laughs> that would have been my whole assumption. You were hot. All right. All right. Point, point, point. France. I, I think cool. this mainly derives from me sitting in front of an open window in the desperate, you know, attempt to get some fresh air inside. But oh, we are. See, I've got that sweet, sweet air conditioning. Oh, fucking hell. We are trapped in. <laughs> so the last week was basically 30 degrees and upwards every day. And uh -huh. um, it, it was just scorching heat outside. It was so hot. And also, it was humid. Well, it became humid. And. Since last night, uh, we had a bit of a thunderstorm, which kept me awake, so I'm mentally very unstable today, um, <laughs> which led to just, you know, about 60-70% humidity being trapped here right now, like, because it's completely mm -hmm. overcast the whole day today, and it's still hot, and it's, it's, I'm just, I'm drenched in sweat, um, I'm. I. I mean, I don't shower, anyways. But this would be the time no, you, to, you know. Yeah. Well, the, sh the air is basically showering you. It's that damp. That's a whiff. You know what you need. It <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need though is a dehumidifier. Like you just get little wheeled dehumidifier. Because we have one. Even. Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. well, it's uh, maybe it's just not doing it. I, like uh, it's, it, I found. Yeah. I one time I I lived in. Um, well, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, mm -hmm. which is the uh, one of the hottest places during the summer. It's like upwards of 48, 50 degrees mm -hmm. in the summer, sometimes in July. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have air conditioning, but I had a dehumidifier and it was like humid as all fuck. Mm -hmm. But I sealed all the windows against my better judgment because I loved that sweet cross breeze that just goes across your yeah. apartment. But it was hot and humid. But I closed all the windows, put the blinds down, and I turned the dehumidifier on. And even though it was still like 25 degrees inside, it was like dry air and it felt good. That's the best, right? It, I yeah. mean, we have this thing still um, from my last apartment, which was in a basement. Uh, you remember we got yep. drunk while I building uh, my, my uh, <laughs> dresser. Um, yeah. And because it was in a basement, I mean, it was a neat apartment, but uh, it wasn't a basement, so it was quite humid. And I didn't give a shit, but as soon as I, uh, you know, got to know my girlfriend, one of the first things she said was like, well, first of all, why the fuck do you live in a basement? Second, <laughs> uh, you're a grown ass man. You are an adult and you should know about uh, humidity and what it does to your walls. And uh, I'm like, I don't know. I, I you know. Mm. I, they have the added uh, requirement of understanding humidity for hair care. Oh, so, that's, uh, oh, that's so true. Might just yeah. be why. That's so true. She keeps tickling me with her hair that's all frizzy now. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, no, we have to dehumidifier here, but it's loud as hell. So I didn't bring it here because um, oh, yeah. I, I care about this high quality podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's fair, though. I understand. They're they're hot. I mean, it, as guys, we just don't really think about that sort of thing. It's hot. Your balls are sweaty. You got bat wings, and you're just like, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Identify with the sweaty balls thing. <laughs> it's a fucking swamp like, down there, dude. Drain the you're swamp. It's like, this is just life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, yeah. Wiener update. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I told you apropos of nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I told you last week that I uh, ate a bad wiener, and um, mm -hmm. I ate it the day before of 
uh, before the recording, and I didn't feel too great, like a little, yeah, a little tummy ache, but nothing too bad. But um, the next few days, I felt quite off. Uh, I really didn't feel <laughs> feel feel like myself, and uh, my stomach didn't either. And um, I don't want to go into details, but there's pictures available on my subreddit. Um, oh, it was a, it was a hot mess, literally. And I think there was definitely something wrong. And uh, you saying that you took a bad wiener and it left a hot mess inside of you? Because that sounds like what you say. Subscribe to uh, Friends Apart Podcast. Thank you for um, listening. Our next guest. (laughs) (laughs) Next, I try to actually make it lead to... Do we have a guest? No, not today. It's not not scheduled. Bring one of your dogs, man. I mean, he would be funnier than us. Um, <laughs> especially the one that that constantly shits in your apartment. Like he, he probably has some stories to tell. Yeah, well, he hasn't done it for a while. <laughs> oh my god, something tragic happened yesterday. Though. Oh what? Um, so there's some species of birds. I think swallows probably. Are they call su- uh, like blue tits. No, green like tits. A mud swallow. Green tit. Um, no, we we have those, but uh, the tits are usually they fly. Uh, up in trees yeah um, but the swallows you don't want to mix your, your tits and your swallows you know those are separate um, yeah, yeah 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 anyways establishments <laughs> um really really reaching there mm-hmm. uh so some of them nest in the ground mm-hmm. and um we were we we're kind of like the back of our yards on a hill so uh the previous owners of this house they just chopped down branches and bushes and shit and mm-hmm. they didn't burn it or get rid of it like people they threw it down the embankment so there's just a huge collection of like raspberry bushes <laughs> and thorns and twigs and stuff and naturally birds uh, have uh, de- built some nests yeah in and uh, my dog discovered this much to my behest <laughs> and um uh Whole, like there was some newborn chicks, so the the those carnage ensued, as you might uh, connect connect those dots together. And he uh, discovered it and um, made off with one of the newborn baby chicks. And I was appalled. And uh, it was right in front of my four year old nephew, and oh, uh, he didn't understand shit. what was. I was holding a bunch of his transformers as you play <laughs> in the yard, and I lost one of them, and I. He didn't understand what was going on and why I was upset and screaming at my dog. And he's like, where's my transformer? I'm like, get away from there. And, uh, way to keep um, you cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think I handled that like an adult. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Screaming at the kids, even though it didn't even realize what was happening. Probably it's forever (laughs) scarred with everything that like connects transformers and dogs. I'm just happy that uh, he didn't see me pry the... the (laughs) (laughs) Was uh, it still alive? The victim. um, Sure. Let's say that. (laughs) Briefly. Yeah, for all your four-year-old nephews listening, the chick was still alive. (laughs) The chick was still alive. Everything's fine. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Um, That was a somber moment and a a significant damper on my Saturday afternoon. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, I mean, my 
the dog that I used to have, which was quite a small dog, not like compared to to yours. Um, well, it's compared to yours, it's quite small. So that's that's what I was going at. And at my, I hear that a lot. At, so. at my, uh, <laughs> I I I hear a lot of sexual frustration coming my way right now. <laughs> that's that's I don't know. I have no comment. I don't feel well about that. So, um my old dog, as I was saying, quite a small dog like uh like half a poodle basically. And he used to chase the the uh, chickens in my dad's farm. Um, but because he was so small, he never really caught him. And my dad's dog, you know, she basically grew up at that farm. So she knew she could chase the chickens. She wasn't allowed to eat them though. And Mm -hmm. there was this moment. So my dad's dog is like four times the size that my dog was then. And there was this moment of his dog chasing one of the chickens, basically a bunch of them, just, you know, scaring them, make them like flutter away. And he got to one of the chickens and, like, basically just pinned it down mm-hmm. with its paws. Like, that was basically it. And you could see the the dog was like, yeah, I got you. I could eat you if I wanted exactly. to, Exactly. But that was enough yeah. because it knew, okay, I'm not allowed to eat the dogs. So it let it go. And my dog, on the other hand, who was, like, I don't know, sex like six seven months old maybe was standing right next to that scene and because it wasn't able to catch a chicken by itself it was like hey that's my 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 moment of glory happening right here so my dad's dog let go of the chicken the chicken was a little a little traumatized (laughs) i would like to say (laughs) <laughs> and it was like stumbling around, a little groggy. <laughs> and my dog just jumped it, pinned it down, tried to bite it. But uh, my dad's dog, who, as I was saying, is a lot bigger than, than mine, basically just pushed it away, like, like slightly, uh, which caused my dog to basically throw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> you could see the chicken just all confused like barely escaping with its life like twice now within the last the last <laughs> minute um just stumbling away and uh trying to catch up with the rest of the group and my dog just looking at this bigger dog being like you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> almost had it <laughs> oh god yeah but yeah my dog used to do that too actually when we lived on a farm i or my parents still do i guess Mm -hmm. i lived on a farm we had uh we had like 40 ducks and a bunch of chickens Mm -hmm. and um my dog would do that too it was kind of like a i don't know if it was a dominance thing we 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 never had to explicitly tell her not to eat them yeah but whenever we were around she would like pin down a duck yeah on the ground mm-hmm. and just like look over at us and see like look i did it i did it i could kill it if you mm-hmm. want me to and uh yeah but i think that's kind of the point because they get attention that way mm-hmm. and also i mean they're still animals and i totally get that they want to hunt i mean depending on which breed they are they are literally bred to hunt and mm-hmm. uh but i i mean i don't know but i would assume that if a dog sees you interacting with a chicken um 
Ed, you're not killing it, even though the dog's probably like, dude, you're my alpha. The fuck you're not killing this yeah, yeah. weak being there. Uh, <laughs> probably it's like, okay, you decided as the alpha, it's not worth killing it. So I'm just going to have some right. fun. Not going to kill it. I mean, dogs are fucking smart. I mean, yeah, they are also like eating their own poop, but <laughs> usually they're kind of <laughs> kind of smart. They're selectively smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's actually... Ha- <laughs> I've recently thought about how crazy it is, like the whole co-evolution between like man and dog, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of led me to spiral into a whole like internet wormhole of like uh human and dog co-evolution and how like dogs anatomy changed and and so on and so on and it kind of made me think um there's this i don't remember the name. i think kardashev i think that's the name or that sounds or kardashev scale whatever of like uh civilizations so you have like type type one civilizations who are uh, a- oh, able yeah. to harness their planet's energy. Type two able to harness a, a solar system's energy. Type three a whole galaxy, and type four basically multi galaxy. Type five, well, probably not imaginable for us. Um, the guy God. The, well, the guy who yeah, actually that is no, that's the omega definition. There's also a type omega, oh, okay. which is like the God type. Um, but it's, I think it's the Kardashev scale. I'm not 100% on this. Kind of like this Russian dude, whatever. And um, probably like Dima, or I don't know. And um, he defines us. Well, according to the scale, we're at like 0.7 more or less, um, which I think is quite cool. But let me, that led me to think because this whole like, you know, the rabbit hole that I went down it started with, like, dogs and humans. And I was thinking about, do you think that, like, species that have conquered, like, galaxies are still, like, I kind of need the validation of this pet that I have <laughs> to, you know, show me love and affection? Or are dogs mm. maybe, like, also evolved and are, like, just like the Russians tried in, like, the 60s, like, shot up in the sky, but now they're also evolved to, like, smart, sentient beings um, that are basically, like, little, little, you know, like, little soldiers for the humans. Maybe that was the reason why they came that far anyways, because they didn't just harness mm. the energy, but also, like, co-evolved with their pets. Is I, I don't know. I'm... I was thinking That's a lot a really... of dumb thoughts about it. <laughs> no, but I don't think it's that far fetched. Far fetched. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Th- I don't. Th- I don't think it's impossible because, uh, uh, like, as like we evolve with uh, like technologically, and as we figure out like more efficient and better ways to learn language, and and like, I uh, you know, it's like kids are learning the same things we learned, mm-hmm. but at an earlier age, like continuously basically because kids in the 90s were idiots (laughs) kids now that were the same age are like got instagram and stuff (laughs) uh yeah yeah but it's true uh, i mean a high schooler now knows more about the world than any you know scholar did like a hundred years ago yeah and um i'm thinking like i see a lot of these uh kind of you know like those buttons that people get for their dogs where like they press the button and it says the word electrocute uh yeah 
and uh they that's like a mat it's got a bunch of buttons and like different areas i guess for different themes yeah, so they yeah, can kind yeah, of break yeah. it up better and they press and it's like potty 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 yeah. happy like yeah um and i've seen a lot of those popping up lately yeah. of dogs that are like surprisingly uh like use that well yeah and uh and it's like that can't be a coincidence and, and i could see that happening where if ever that started to become like a widely used that yeah that could rapidly accelerate a dog's transition to like very i don't know <laughs> self-awareness i mean it definitely reminds me of the rick and morty episode you know with like mm-hmm. snowball i think he was called right yeah. yeah and uh so i mean that's yeah there's definitely something to it, but I mean, if we could, you know, create dogs, oh, well, I don't want to say create, but yeah, I want to say create, I guess, um, create dogs that are still as loving and still as loyal, but are like actually sentient in a way that we humans would define as intelligent, I guess. Um mm-hmm. I don't want to say slaves, <laughs> but I mean, this is kind of what I think probably white colonialists uh, 200 years ago thought slavery would be like. That, well, they're, they're <laughs> leading a great life and they're loving and they're loyal and they do everything I say. <laughs> and every time I hit them with a whip, it's just a sign of my loyalty to them. I want them to be as happy and productive as possible. So I think there would be 100% if we would start, like just, okay, let's play this through. If we would get dogs to like (laughs) man a rocket, well, Mm -hmm. dog a rocket, I guess. Dog a (laughs) rocket. And they would would like be able to push the buttons, you know, and get out and uh, get on Mars, for example, in their little like dog spacesuits. And yeah. get out there, like collect samples and stuff that you know, dogs could do. Um, and oh, we would have to have a diaper situation then. Okay, that, um, that's on another note. But if we would, g- you're just assuming that everything else has evolved except their ability to contain <laughs> their sh- control their shit. Dude, you could train the dog as well as possible, and it will still shit <laughs> in your apartment. <laughs> At some point. No, but, uh, like, let's say we, we have that, okay? And they're on Mars, like, with their little paws and, like, scratching uh, the ground and, like, taking samples. Um, and then it will come back. And I guarantee you, like, the rocket would land on a barge. And the barge, you know, comes back. Or, well, a boat goes there, transfers the dog astronauts back to, to land. And there's, like, a lot of guys who are like, yeah, we did it. We have doxtronauts. And then there's, like, a whole... <laughs> then there's, like, a whole group of, like, PETA people who are like, mm-hmm. don't abuse doxtronauts. Give all the power to doxtronauts. Dog power. I don't know. Like, uh, a whole bunch of chants trying to protect them. So, mm-hmm. especially in today's climate, I think the ethical thing would be a... a a huge issue with all that and yeah it could be and then the dogs pick up the microphone and then they like get these weird hippies out of here we love our work <laughs> we also train <laughs> we also train them to be like hardcore republicans 
<laughs> Every dog carries. <clears throat> I'd also like to thank Jesus. Ruff. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Oh man. Uh yeah, but it's a it's a funny thing to think about. I feel like the dogs like uh ignorant um blind affectionate love for humans is like contingent upon them not understanding yeah. the world around them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you are 100% correct on this when I feel. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's like because just imagine, I mean, y- you got your dog, okay? And you have like a nasty fight with your partner. And you're like, I know you fucked Jim at the Christmas party. And I don't care because I fucked Jenny at our Christmas party. And your dog's just sitting there like, why are you yelling? I guess maybe it's a game. Okay, you're not crying. You're laughing. Okay, now she's crying. I guess that's okay. And it just sits there. And then once the fight is over, your dog's not like, so uh, why did you Why did you think fucking Jenny at the Christmas party was a fair thing towards your partner Chris? Like, that's just, that's just not cool. Like. And he's like, bro, Kathy was all over you. Why did you go for Jenny? <laughs> What's wrong with you, Ruff? <laughs> Isn't that weird how in every representation of like talking dogs, they, <laughs> they still somehow have not devolved from their urge to bark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if we humans would say like, Okay, so with uh, that notion, um, I would like to um, close this meeting. Uh, I think we're all on the same page. Uh, Crystal, could you please take down uh, Mr. Erickson's number for uh, next time? We're going to meet. <laughs> and uh, with this, I uh, want to extend my great to, 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 to all of you. Um, okay, goodbye. See you next time. <laughs> Uh, I like the family guy did it where Brian's just like, yes, in consideration for a flat tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. This this almost lines up exactly with a book that I read yeah. uh, probably four years ago now. Um, it's like a Canadian book written by a author from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it takes place in Toronto. And it's like this woman... Forgive me because I don't remember the plot at all mm-hmm. other than the fact that um, essentially they take in this dog and somehow she understands what this dog is saying and can, and can communicate mm-hmm. with this dog. And she's married to this guy. And um, long story short, ultimately, um, she gets along better with this dog <laughs> than with her husband. And then the husband's like jealous of her spending time talking to the dog. <laughs> and... Um, and ultimately, they like they just like they understand. They're not like in love or anything weird like that. It's not one of those books. Yeah. But um, they like understand each other as best friends. And then she's like, "You don't really love him, do you?" And she's like, "No, I I guess I don't." And then she ends up leaving her husband. <laughs> and then just like, she's like never had. She's like lonely, and she never had a friend like this. Intel like this dog that just I guess speaks. I don't know. I th- I guess it speaks audibly. I don't know how they communicate. I forget. But it was just so fucking weird. Just that. J- just um, imagine the divorce papers where uh, she's asked for the reason of divorce and she puts the dog told me to there. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, uh, your honor, I'd like to see counsel. Uh, <laughs> or I'll allow it, and you 
turn around uh mr carl's whiskerson um <laughs> with name for a dog but okay we're gonna allow it uh he uh he says no <laughs> <laughs> he's putting his paw down <laughs> oh man yeah no i mean dogs are great um and every time i see a dog so for example on tuesday we had a little bit of a public viewing uh, for the Euro Cup with um, my my colleagues. No, oh, yeah. Uh, it was great fun, even though we lost, but it was cool. And one... So, a colleague's girlfriend, she, she has a dog. Well, I suppose they have a dog. And um, uh, they brought it. And it was like this seven-month-old like, border collie. Oh, God. God, it was adorable as fuck. And he was having the time of his life. So he was just... So a couple of people he already knew. And uh, he didn't know me, for example. But he was, like, jumping basically from person to person, uh, greeting them. And it was... God. It's like dogs, especially young dogs, with, like, a lot of energy. There are a lot of, like, small children and vice versa. As not only in they do still shit themselves, but also they uh, <laughs> uh, are sometimes for that reason always the center of attention. So mm-hmm. um, it's like everyone, <laughs> even during the game, everyone was still kind of like on the side, you know, like putting their hands down, trying to like, yeah, you know, just give a little scratch, something. And yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, God, you, you gotta love dogs. Uh, the dog wasn't uh, wearing a mask though and I asked him if he uh, was an anti-masker and his uh, answer was a firm mm-hmm. and I took that as a yes <laughs> so I beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah. that was the whole scene you ruined the party <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean so okay if you are in a long term committed relationship yeah is there a point where it is guaranteed that you are going to get either a cat or a dog. F- is that inevitable? So, huh, okay, let's, let's think about that. The only scenario I could imagine where you wouldn't get a, a pet, which is, I mean, let's be real, a, a fucking bird is not a pet. Like, fuck off, bird people. Like, what's, <laughs> what's wrong with you? But also those weird people that get like a chinchilla or shit. Like, what's up with them? But or like a snake? Have you ever... Who the fuck is affectionate towards a snake? My uh, roommate in university had a snake. Yeah, he's probably a serial killer now. Congratulations. No, she, she, she uh, was a neuroscientist. Yeah, now, that's what now, I was saying. Uh, now, now chef. That's a... Okay, that's something that we have to talk about <laughs> another time. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, technically, Hannibal Lecter was also a uh, psychiatrist who went into cooking. So it's not that far off. Mm. But uh, anyways, so I think as long as you're not a complete psychopath, you have affection for like at least dogs or cats. I get that, you know, I was never big of a cat person. I got to meet my girlfriend's parents' cats. They're... A little weird, cats. but, you know, it's quite nice. You still have something to pet. And it doesn't look weird like the way you pet your four-year-old nephew. It's, <laughs> he always feels all weird about you pushing him to the ground and scratching his tummy. But, um, <laughs> no, so it, it, 
I think as long as you're not a complete psychopath, you will want a pet eventually. Because not just as a, you know, what a lot of people do, I think, is like a natural pre precursor for children. But mm. I mean, everyone who's experienced the affection that a pet gives you, especially if you've grown up with one, um, will want to have one in the future. Quite sure about that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I also think That's, it's I've had I also think it's independent, sorry, but I, I think it's independent of uh whether you're in a relationship or not. I think that a grown up as soon as uh they manage to, you know, make the time to have a pet, or if not get a cat, um mm -hmm. then they will get one because well it's it's a kind of affection that, that humans will never give you, at least not to me, because well, obvious. Because you're grotesque and uh, just a, and, uh, a, scaly, just appalling in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's interesting. I, I was I always thought about getting like a cat in university because cats are pretty like low maintenance autopilot pets yeah. for the most part, minus minus like the the box that they shit in inside your house. Mm. Um, and uh, I thought about it, and then I was like, well, but then, I mean, at least when I was in Germany, I was like, I don't know, I don't know how to navigate this like bringing it home or or like you know getting shots for it and stuff it's just uh it was just like a little too much for me yeah but also i didn't, I didn't go through with it but, but also i mean you've had a tiny room and uh yeah having a like an outside cat is difficult for a lot of reasons not just the whole like you need to get them vaccinated you need to be uh, you, you you need to get them like taken care of by a vet from time to time uh there's a lot of actually i just recently learned that a lot of reasons why you shouldn't let your cat outside for example they pretty much destroy flora and fauna by just shitting everywhere and and they kill birds and they kill birds and not just birds yeah. but also a lot of other stuff and their shit is like toxic to every plant it's not like oh it's not like other species uh feces where you know it's basically like you know some some good ground to to plant something in but um cat shit i know that from our garden because my girlfriend is all paranoid about the neighbor's cats shitting all over it and they are like in the middle of the lawn it's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous but yeah so um i think so i would much rather have a dog again and my girlfriend would too i think but mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. yeah so as i was saying i, I think everyone will have a pet at a certain point in time uh mm. if you you know have either experienced that affection in the past or are just a emotionally starved human being that just craves affection from whichever source possible <sighs> yeah yeah um yeah also on so what i was talking about on tuesday uh when we met up uh, for watching the game um I touched on this topic last time already, but it again struck me with all its uh, severity. Uh, the whole mask thing, like the people, so we met up, all vaccinated people. So uh, I was completely vaccinated. Like I think out of the, I don't know, 15 people that came, I think like 12 were fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um and uh the rest at least had one shot which actually in countries like austria is considered already immunized 
Um, okay. So we should have felt like completely safe, right? But right. because, as I mentioned last time, we just got used so much to wearing a mask now. It No one really took off their mask. There was this one guy that just started it, basically, and it was like, hey, guys, I mean, we have pizza here. We have, like, drinks. We should, I mean, we have to remove our masks eventually. So mm-hmm. maybe we should just go ahead. And once he removed it, like, all of us removed it, I took off my pants, had to put them back on, and then we continued with uh, the party. And it was quite weird at first for that whole Franz took off his pants again reason. Um, mm-hmm. But also the masks mm-hmm. were kind of a topic the whole time. And I I don't know how to feel about that. Because mm. on the one hand, I appreciate that people are cautious. But on the other hand, I'm like, if you, you know, fulfill the requirements for safe human interaction again, mm-hmm. you should be able to do that like live like a normal human being like uh i i think actually the us i I never thought i would say that they are actually for this uh they're being a great example to some extent so Mm. um they loosened the like you know the whole mask thing for a lot of things where you're like yeah we so now we really don't require it anymore. But obviously, if you feel yeah. if you feel safer with a mask, wear one. I mean, mm-hmm. God forbid. But um, interesting. I will say, okay. So I think this is this isn't this isn't going to be the way I that I should uh, form this, but it is because it's how I see it. Yeah. Um, like society's reaction to things has a huge hysteresis. Um. And by that, I mean, there's a massive delay always. Hmm. If you're playing a video game, there's like, you know, a massive ping between the actual reality. Like, for instance, now your group, if you have 20 people who have both who have whatever vaccination, they had Pfizer and they've had Hmm. both shots or Hmm. JJ had their single shot, whatever. They're all legally fully vaccinated mm. <clears throat> the reality is that there's like a two percent chance mm. that they would catch covid and have mild symptoms mm. but the the reaction to that and the perception of that state is delayed by like months mm. before they are fully convinced and no amount like very there's very little you can do to like accelerate that Hmm. Um. And it's kind of really frustrating. And I, I like, oh God, I was, I was talking to my dad. It's, it's Father's Day today in Canada, and ah, I, okay. I talked to my dad, and uh, he is seventy-seven, mm-hmm. and he didn't, he doesn't want to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's, I mean, he had knee surgery. He's got, he's had a lot of blood clots before, and he's just like, I don't, I don't want it. Isn't he from? I don't th- from Florida. No, he lived there, but he's from uh, Canada. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's just he's just a curmudgeon, and he doesn't like the cold. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. but he's like, par- I mean, part of it's part of it. I think is founded in that. Yes, we don't have any long term understanding of the effects over like decades, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
he's kind of being a little bitch about it Mm. because he's just an old boomer and he's scared of change and new things that Mm. he doesn't understand. Mm. And as the older you get, the less you understand. And, and I just, I didn't want to yell at him, Mm. but I was like, just fucking do it. You old bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, uh, I I don't want to see you until you get it. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just funny. It's funny. It's a very, very, it's a complex topic for sure. And uh, as I told you last time, uh, when, when I was, uh, asked by the, the, the older folk who was standing in line with me for, you know, outside of the beer garden, um, they asked me to, to wear a mask. Uh, even though I felt like, well, we were outside and six feet apart, so I didn't feel like we would need one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just complied because I respect other people's wishes. And I think that a lot of people, not all of them, I, I think a you know a healthy skepticism is always great. But... Mm-hmm. Of course. I feel like a lot of people are just... Just not complying with with with, for example, the vaccination thing and so on, just for the hell of it, just just because there are people that just don't like to comply with things because they just a lot of people just don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, but that's the, it doesn't but, even matter if it was a good thing or a but, bad. But thing. that's not the thing. It's not about you're being told you have to do something. It's you should come to the logical conclusion that in order to not catch a potentially lethal disease you should get a vaccine that will protect you from that it has nothing to do with the government well yeah i know that's Mm. how people perceive it i i totally get your point um people perceive it as if the government is forcing them to or telling them to because they have like a vaccination campaign and so on yeah i totally Mm -hmm. get that's the way that people perceive it but that's it's just completely it, it just baffles me how people have no inner dialogue how they're completely <laughs> just remote controlled i mean isn't that what yeah. those people are usually afraid of literally in the case of the vaccine like the whole bill gates chip thing being con- yeah so yeah. and they are being remote controlled by media <laughs> because they are literally not thinking clearly anymore for themselves yeah and and that's just what what baffles me especially in a time where like 60 years ago we eradicated polio in the in the western world yeah this has already happened several times and there's a reason we get vaccines and there are survivors there are still people in wheelchairs because of polio Mm -hmm. it 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 was a real disease it it wasn't like i mean for covid okay i i could see how people are like i've never seen anyone sick um yeah, because a lot of people, they recover and they, they basically are back to normal again. And that's awesome. I, I'm happy that it's not polio all over again. Um, but if you take polio or even some cases of COVID where, where people are like handicapped for the rest of their lives in some way or another, mm-hmm. you know, and you yeah. see those people well, s- and, and you're, still, you're still not willing to realize reality that's just oh fuck that drives me nuts sorry well yeah that's the sad is kind of sad reality is where some people don't will not uh like understand something until they see it yeah in person for themselves or it's someone they know and it physically literally impacts their life in some way it's the same it's the same with like elections and stuff like oh i don't you know they're doing a fine job you know some people thought 
like okay canadian politics like some people think that the their last prime minister did a great job Mm -hmm. because nothing but nothing that they did impacted their daily lives at all and until that happened and they're like hey well where's my where's my like payout for this or something like that Mm -hmm. and then and then they understand because it affects them but like people i don't know someone personally who's had covid but i still believe it yeah but but that's a great point that the last thing you said um because so i mean i'm german i have no you know obviously i read and and like hear about u.s politics and stuff frankly i for the most part don't give a shit because this doesn't really affect me but um following i mean we've all like non-americans have basically been forced to to watch the political charade that was playing out the last four years. Uh, mm-hmm. You just, you know, couldn't not be confronted yeah, with it yeah. in, in some way. Um, so now, like, when Biden got elected, I, I told my girlfriend, the number one thing he should do is I was I was basically going off Andrew Yang's idea of like universal basic in- income and so on, but give the people money. The people that are not believing in you, like Trump mm-hmm. voters, mm-hmm. if you give them money, a direct check that's bigger and more than the Trump administration gave them during COVID, mm-hmm. that'll turn a lot of them, for sure. Yeah. And um, thankfully, that's actually what he did. And um, I think that you, you are 100% correct when, when you're saying as long as people don't see it, they don't believe it. And for me, I have people in my immediate surroundings that contracted COVID. Um, thankfully, none of them, you know, severely. Um, and also, I haven't, you know, seen them during the disease, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for a reason. Um, I can only go off of what they they tell me, and uh, still, I mean, obviously, okay, I'm a scientist. I, I, you said that last time. If you understand something, it's easier for you to comply with certain measures, like wearing a mask and so on and so on. Mm, yeah. But uh, even though I haven't seen the disease, just knowing about the repercussions that it has on the world's economy. And let's be honest, everything that's being done in the world is, you know, to benefit the world's economy at some point, no matter which project you're looking at, apart from most NGOs, obviously. But uh, (laughs) commercial projects are always in order to benefit the economy. Why the fuck would any, any, any fucking organization or country have an incentive to be like, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Tanking the world's economy. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely going to benefit everyone. So, fucking hell. And, um, ah, oh, God, it just, just drives me nuts. And we had the same thing 100 years ago with the influenza pandemic. People don't believe mm-hmm. it, even though there's also still survivors alive. Yeah. But yeah, they're all shills and being paid <laughs> by the government, of course. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, has this saying that I, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily accurate, but it, it kind of paints a picture. So he's like, uh, 
in general, people are stupid. Yeah. And and uh, especially in an academic environment, you you kind of like surround yourself you're in an echo chamber and you surround yourself with people who are uh, of a similar mindset that yeah. sometimes often. And so he's like, just just think of like the most average person you can think of that, you know, mm-hmm. and then realize that half of the population is dumber than them. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a very, very good point. Yeah, that is a very good point. And, uh, and so, like, when yeah. you're like, oh, but so, like, you know, we have basic filter, we have basic logic filters in our brain when we see something and we filter through it and it's like, okay, well, there's like a 90% chance that that's true. There's a 10% chance that it's this or a 9% yeah. chance. And then there's a 1% chance that it's just completely made up. Um, yeah. And then other people... They, I mean, they just don't. They have completely different logic filters in their brain, and they see something, and they like take it, take it an entirely different way. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, that's a challenge for political people, mm. and and that's why marketing campaigns are so varied and shit. And it's just like, it's it's just insurmountably frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Why can't everyone think like me? Fuck. Yeah. It's it's also a, a good point to raise that we are very egocentrical, like almost everyone. And I think that's you know it's interesting because it 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 like defies what evolution would have told us. Uh, uh, sorry, taught us, mm-hmm. which which is like you have to act as a group, as a community. That's what propelled us in you know in it's front for of survival. Exactly. So, um, oh, by the way, do you hear, do you hear the car horns? Give me a second. You hear that? No, I can't hear anything. Yeah, there's car horns outside right now. Uh, some, some team must have played for the Euro Cup where <laughs> we have a lot of people living here from, from different cultures. So, uh, it was, wait a second. Let me just, let me just check. It was Switzerland and Turkey. Oh, Turkey lost. So why is oh, there so support. much honking? Maybe they're really upset. Was, there's not that many Swiss oh, people. Oh, no. It's also Italy. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's why there's a lot of honking. Okay, and they won. That's it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, it's, I think it's interesting how, how people uh, remain acting antisocially, basically, even though being social is the one thing that uh, separated us from, from a lot of other species and uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, led us to prevail o- over them. But Yeah. yeah, It's really interesting. Just the it, introversion in general. Like, I'm pretty introverted. I like yeah. to be alone. Yeah. And that, that goes, like, completely against all survival totally. rules. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Although, I guess, like, a leopard. No, they still have packs, don't they? Like, some, some animals hunt alone, but humans I mean, didn't. They, they hunt alone, but they still have to mate. And I think right. most mammals, I, I don't know for sure, but I think most mammals, at least with their mating partner, they still stay together. But, yeah. Mm. Um, also, there's, there's one thing that I actually wanted to address in, in, early in the context of the Euro Cup, um, but which fits perfectly into the whole, you know, human... Mm, let's say like the self-portrayal that we 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 we, we draw off uh, uh human beings uh, right now uh which is uh, racism which is something that i it's just the most hilarious thing dude 
Um, mm -hmm. So I I'm not going to mention who, of course, but I've seen elderly people during the Euro Cup right now. And there's probably like, I don't know, like four or five players in a German uh, team that are uh, of color. And mm -hmm. even like one of the star players in the Swedish team, Isaac, he's, he's, he's also black. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of teams that have like the Scottish have black people. They're, yeah, you know, it's. There's a lot of like mixing going on right now. That's just the world we live in right now. There's globalization, mm -hmm. mixing of different races. And, you know, there's a reason why mixed race people tend to be the best at sports and tend to be the best at a lot of things because they are equipped with... <laughs> uh, th that sounds really bad. But like with, <laughs> with like the best of both worlds basically yeah and yeah. um mixing is something that uh, also has led to evolutionary success in the past and what what just what just stuns me is the uh just like elderly people watching like football games mm -hmm. and looking at like german players of color uh that's sometimes even have like really german names like there's a there's a black defense player that we have uh, it was called rüdiger like a mm -hmm. really german name and they look at him and they're like and i was there i heard it i saw it and they're like uh, he's not german why is he playing for us yeah and i'm like F fucking hell he's obviously german he's playing in the national team you idiot like <laughs> Hummels. Hummels looks like... Well, I mean, he kind of looks like he's mixed with something. <laughs> he looks kind of, yeah, like Eastern-Southern mix, kind of. But... Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mixing going on. It's just the fucking way the world works now. Like, deal yeah. with it. And a lot of sports, like... I watch Formula One today, and they have this whole We Race as One, which is their, like, anti-racism campaign... Uh, well, it's like Pride Month too, so probably. Some of that. Yeah, kind of like that. Well, for yeah, exactly. And um, there's a lot of initiatives going on where I'm like, why the fuck do we need this? Like, why do we need this? Why do we still live in a world 2021 where people are getting upset because a person has a skin color that they don't typically identify mm. with their own country? What the I love fuck the, is going on? I love, I love what Dan Harmon said in one of his podcasts where he's like, "You can be a, you can be a hero. It's like the easiest thing in the world. You can be a hero by just not caring. Yeah, exactly. And literally just like not treating anyone differently or acknowledging, any like just just treating them like a human being and just yeah. like, you can be a hero just just by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. And it is. I gotta say so. I remember the first time I uh, had an like an extra close interaction, like a like a at a party, um, with with a person of color because I'm from a very small village in southern Bavaria. Well, we don't have a lot of people of color there. We have a lot. Of, <laughs> we have a lot of Turkish people. For me, Turkish people are like the, uh, completely normal to have in in Germany because I've been confronted with that all my life. Then I moved out to go to study. And then at a party, I interacted with, with, with a person of African descent. And uh, he was actually born in Germany, like, 
perfect German, whatever. And I caught myself at first actually being surprised that he spoke perfect German. Now, I don't know if that derives from, you know, your university environment. You're used to having a lot of foreign students. And mm -hmm. still, and of course, this will never change. There is still a, you know, typical skin color associated to certain countries. You wouldn't think of, I don't know, Kenya, Nigeria, Ethiopia, and think of white people, even though there's white people living there. Um, and I think it's the same way, vice versa. It's the way that you, you know, it's the way that you kind of kind of deal with it that mm -hmm. is exactly what you, well, Dan Harmon respectively was, was saying when he said, just don't care. Because yeah. that kind of caught me off guard that this German was perfect because you never know where this person's from. But I didn't even like this this whole question of, so where are you from originally? <laughs> it's like, that's, no. Like, if someone speaks perfect German, it's safe to assume that they're from mm. Germany, period. Yeah. There's just yeah. not a discussion about it. And it's the same when, when you're in, a, in any other country. And um, there's certain countries like, take Asian countries, for example, Japan, Korea, whatever, um, where there's still definitely less immigration going on than in, in European countries or American countries. Um, but our generation is the first generation who is faced with the reality that skin color is not national identity it's not identity with anything yeah and yeah. i think for that reason it's so frustrating to see and hear older people like i'm not talking like 80 years plus i'm talking like 60 years plus you know talking yeah. Talk, yeah. talking shit like that because you're like dude you're not like demented or, or something i would assume <laughs> Like, the fuck's wrong with you? That's just, that's not how you talk to a human being. You can't just mm -hmm. be like, you're not a German. Like, the fuck? <laughs> what is going on with you? Yeah, yeah. Says says what? for? Yeah, it's, ah, well. Yeah, but that's just something that I, like, I think that's always been with every major sports event. And I think that's the reason why they have those anti-racism campaigns. It definitely makes sense. Um, I just... I just feel kind of frustrated that we still have to put emphasis on that, you know? It it, it kind of... It, it doesn't really feel r contemporary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Completely uh, yeah. agree. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That was... Oh, fuck. I remember that in the first episode, we were also talking about immigration because for whatever reason, my, my stupid mind, that was like the... The place where I, I was like, you know, that's a good place to start. Mm. This this oh oh that's that reminds me of when I okay uh, yeah just to really beat this dead horse <laughs> uh, when I first moved to Germany in 2015 there was like that mass migration of like um, refugees to Germany yeah especially from Syria at that time yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah and. Um, and like my dad was just like yeah you know just you know be care like be careful basically <laughs> don't don't uh, go anywhere near them or or talk to them or anything and uh 
And I was just like, dad, they're not terrorists. Like <laughs> they're <laughs> fleeing a country. Like doesn't like, you know, um, and, um, it was, it was, but at the same time, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid, but like, I just, I was going to a new country. So I was already very vulnerable and scared yeah. just in general. Cause I didn't know what to expect and I didn't fully speak the language or anything. So, um, and like the first day I was there, I walked to the grocery store and I saw like a, a, a Syrian family that looked like they just arrived from somewhere and they were just like asking for money in front of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just like, God damn it, dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I, I gave him like five euros and I just went into the grocery store and I went along my business and I was mm. like, they were just, they were just hungry. Fuck. <laughs> um, it wasn't so bad, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. Unfor- just reminded uh, me that, but. Yeah. Unfortunately it is kind of a reality and I, I promise you guys, this is going to be the last bummer for today, but yeah. I've recently thought about something that actually like bump me the fuck out um anytime there's a terrorist attack that is done by a caucasian person there's a part of me that goes like see <laughs> no i do the same thing okay that kind of, i'm that, just like yeah. i'm just like fuck yeah see it's not it's it's uh it's not just them which is like so fucked up to think about but unfortunately that's just the world we live in right now mm, but i know hey i mean we also live in a world where uh you know you pay 40 euros per month for uh your, your fucking phone and uh, mm. still you're in the middle of a city and you have no reception because you live in fucking third world country <sighs> germany i'm sorry that's just a german problem i pay <laughs> i i pay what is it? $80 per month. So that's like 60 euros a month. And I have 18 gigabytes of data in the middle of the goddamn forest. Nope. Not, not, <laughs> not, not going to work here. Not going to work here. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I Anyways. Mean, um, uh, oh, sorry. Did you have something? No, I got nothing, man. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm Thanks. Just, uh, I feel bummed out and frustrated uh, now. <laughs> Well, on that bummer of a note, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 20 of the Friends Apart podcast. Season 2, episode 1, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for some more scheduled, rich, thoroughly scripted programming. Um, I know I know, I'm interested and looking forward to it. Uh, we got some great guests coming up. Um, <laughs> Do we? talk about my famous <laughs> peanut chili <laughs> recipe for noodles. Uh, <laughs> we're going to... We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about uh, different types of grass seed and, and which which cases are, are best to grow those. And uh, knitting, controversial or not, you find out. Episode four, maybe. We'll see. We'll see when we get to that. Um, yeah, I, in the I, I got a, I got a, uh, in, in elementary school, I had to uh, go into detention because it was bad at knitting. Well, serves you right. Because you didn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> also name two people that we're going to have as guests. And I'm going to hold you to it. That's a secret for me to know <laughs> and our publisher and producer to find out. <laughs> we have a publisher and a producer. Fuck. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Jokes God. on you! I've got multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck all of you! <laughs> okay, so if you've enjoyed this episode, which I thoroughly doubt, um, you can follow us on Twitter at friendsapartpod or shoot us a mail at friendsapartpod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and putting up with us uh, for the last season. And uh, yes, with this I commit, we're gonna mark this as uh, season two. It's gonna happen. Okay. Um, let's see how it impacts our terrible, terrible stats. Dozens, dozens <laughs> of listeners per year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So you have a good one. Fuck off, and uh, talk to you next week. Bye. All right, get out of here. <laughs>